Faster than you can abracadabra, you'll learn the ins and outs of magic with Madame Femita. Just listen to episode 42 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Welcome to episode 42 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. What are the differences between wishes and intentions? Wishes, spells, manifesting, intentions, petitions, there are so many ways that we can create magical changes in our lives. So people who are new to magic might think that wishing, intentioning, manifesting, petitioning, and casting spells are all variations of the same thing. And on some level, they're kind of right, but you know, there are some important differences between them. So how do you know which is best for you and your spiritual goal? So in this episode, I'm going to break down each of these for you, and I'm going to give you a handy guide on how to know which of these to use and when to use them in your magic. So we're going to learn in a deep dive about wishing, intentioning, petitioning, spellcasting, manifesting, and we're going to learn which ones are good for which kind of intentions. Before we get to that, though, I want to give a few announcements, a couple of announcements of things that are coming up. The first thing is something that just dropped today at the Parlor of Wonders. The Enchanted Crystal Unicorn Magic Spell Kit and Spell Kit and Workshop. These just dropped today, Sunday the 27th, 26th, whatever day it is, the 26th, (laughs) Sunday the 26th. And these are amazing spell kits. I have partnered with the amazing Pamela Unicorn, aka Pamela Chen. She has a beautiful book called Enchanted Crystal Magic. I don't know where it is now. It's in the other room because I was in the other room. Anyway, it's a gorgeous book and it is all about crystals and how to use crystals in your spells and your magic. And it breaks down and does a deep dive on some very, very particular easy to get crystals, actually, ones that aren't too obscure. So this isn't one of those dictionaries that has a million different crystals and crystals that are hard to find or anything like that. These are readily available crystals, and she does a deep dive on each of these crystals and how you can use them in your magic. She really makes crystal magic very, very accessible for everyone. If you're a beginner and you've never really worked with crystals, this is a great place to get started because you'll understand it and you'll feel like someone's holding your hand as you go along. But If you're an experienced magical practitioner and you're experienced at doing spells and you're experienced with working with crystals, I can guarantee you, you're going to discover new ways of working with these crystals. I did, and I'm pretty experienced with working with crystals, and I discovered some amazing new things reading this book of hers. I love this book so much. Anyway, she and I have partnered up, and we've created this spell kit that has a copy of her book, and it has a gorgeous beeswax unicorn candle that is amazing. We are doing this candle only for this spell kit right now. So this gorgeous creamy white beeswax unicorn candle. It's a big honking candle. And you get seven different crystals that she talks about in her book. So you can work with those crystals with your candle spell and then take them out of the candle spell and work with them afterwards, keeping all that energy of the candle spell going in those crystals that you've programmed with the candle spell. 
Not only that, it is a fantastic spell for getting to very high level intentions. We like miracles, your best outcome, living your best life, all of those very high intentions. This is the spell for that. So it comes with support candles. It comes with oils. It comes with herbs. It comes with those seven magical tumbled crystals. It comes with champagne glass glitter, very exclusive, only available in this kit. We don't have it anywhere else on our shop. And we've only made 77 of these spell kits, only 77 of these spell kits. Once those 77 are gone, no more. That's it. The other thing I want to let you guys know about, since you're here live, we also have a special giveaway happening over the next three days. So today, tomorrow, and Tuesday, and then the giveaway's over. If you order the spell kit, you can get reimbursed for that if you're the winner. Or if you didn't order the spell kit, you can get the spell kit. We'll send it to you. Either way, you can get it. But I kind of am suggesting to people, if you're interested in this spell kit, order the spell kit. And then if if you win, I'll reimburse you because we only have 77. And we sell out, we often sell out in one week, 100 spell kits for like the new moon, for example. So since this is less than 100, I'm a little bit nervous that it's not going to last very long. So you want to get in there and get it and don't wait and don't delay because once those 77 are gone, the spell kit is done. We're not doing the spell kit again. It's not aligned with any new moon. It's not anything. It's just a one-time thing to promote this amazing book and to bring in a very deep crystal practice into your candle magic. So it is a beautiful spell. So go ahead and go to Parlor of Wonders and look for, just type in crystal unicorn and it will pop up, enchanted crystal, it will pop up, something like that in the search bar and you'll find it. It's an amazing spell kit. Oh, and we're teaching a workshop on 2-2-22, February 2nd, 2022, 2 2 all those twos, that's amazing. So we'll be teaching a workshop, Pamela Chen and I, will be. Te- I'll be teaching the candle magic component, she'll be teaching the crystal com- component, so you're kind of getting two in one on that spell, because we're going to be putting the spell together, but she's going to give you very deep knowledge about these crystals that we'll be working with with the spell. And then you can watch it again. I mean, if you can't make the 2 2 2022, gosh, that's hard to say. Uh, If you can't make the glass live, don't worry because we'll be recording it and you can get the recording afterwards. But be sure to order the spell kit or the spell kit and the workshop. And if you join that workshop, oh my gosh, it's so much fun. You get to join in our band page, which is the New Moon Full Moon group. You get to join there. And you also get to be with us with your camera on, with access to your mic. It is a beautiful, fun gathering of magical people. It's so much fun. So I hope you'll join us for that. So that you can go over to Parlor of Wonders. That's happening right now, available now, but only available until 77 are sold. And once they're sold, we're done. Now, the other thing that's happening is tomorrow, the full moon jackball spell kit and workshop goes on sale. Now, as you know, I have just started doing full moon spell kits that support the coming new moon kits. So our next upcoming Full new moon kit is about psychic awareness. It's the psychic cat spell. It's really cool. And we're going to be doing a jack ball, which is a divination tool and a magical tool. And we'll be doing that in support of that psychic awareness spell. So that goes on sale tomorrow, Tuesday, and it is only on sale for one week. It is a spell kit and a workshop only. And you get to come, either come to the workshop live or get the recording and create a jack ball of your own. So that's a very, very fun thing to do. And I hope you'll participate in that. And that goes on sale tomorrow, Monday at 12 noon Pacific, December 27th. So, um, 
Let's see, what else do I have to tell you? Let's just jump into the topic and get going and talking about the power of wishes, intentions, spells, manifesting, and petitions. So first thing we're going to talk about are wishes. What are wishes? Well, wishes really are a desire that you have, a desire deep in your heart. You want something, you are craving something, and you have this wish in your heart. I always think of wishes being very emotional, very heart-centered, right? I love wishes because wishes have a certain quality to them that can feel very playful. They have a limitlessness about them, right? I mean, we're trained as little children to wish and wish big. So when we're working with wishes, it seems to open up a lot of possibilities, including very far-reaching or goals that seem to be like, I have no idea how I'm going to get there. So I think about when I think about wishing for something, I think about the limitlessness of wishes and how it can they can be really big. They can be really distant and far out. They can be really fantastical and that sense of having fantasy elements to them. Now, wishes can be a little bit slippery because sometimes the emotions can feel positive or negative around wishing. You know, there's that kind of disempowered kind of wishing where we go, oh, I wish, right? You know, you, you've heard that saying where people go, I wish, you know, oh, I'm going to win the lottery. Oh, I wish. It means that you don't think you're going to win the lottery. So sometimes the word wish or sometimes our wishes can be fraught with the thing that we're aiming for seems so distant and so far away that it seems totally unattainable. And the wish almost feels like we're pushing that thing, that impossible dream away. That's the sort of disempowered version of wishing, which isn't the wishing that we want to use for our manifesting, for our spells, for our magic, right? The empowered version of wishing has a very different quality. It's playful. It's fun. It's light. It's limitless. So when we think about our opportunities when we wish. When do we wish? We wish when we blow out the candles on our birthday cake. We wish when we throw a coin into a fountain. We wish when we see a star in the sky. There's all these things that remind us to make wishes. And if we can get into that very youthful, uh, open place where we feel anything is possible, then wishing can be a beautiful, amazing experience. One of the things that I have used as a tool for wishing, and I just recommend it, it's not something that we sell at our shop. Um, I'm thinking about doing something with it in the coming year, but right now they're available online, um, but not through us, are wish beads. So Alexa, who's a friend of mine, she has created a product called Wish Beads. These are the bracelets that I wear. These are carnelian wish beads with a little tube in it. And in that tube, you can put a little paper with your wish. Now that in and of itself is magical. When you wear it, you're carrying your wish around with you. But the thing that's like the bonus is when you buy a wish, when you buy wish beads from her, if you go to wishbeads.com, you'll find her. And then if you buy the wish beads, they come in a beautiful little box and they have a little tiny print at the bottom. If you want to register your wish, I don't think that's quite the right words, but if you want to activate your wish, go to wishbeads.com slash yes. That little URL takes you to her beautiful meditation that gets you into the limit, unlimited, all is possible space with your heart activated around your wish. So I'm going to share a little story. I had wish beads these ones right here, yellow ones. And I was wearing them, but I hadn't put a paper in them. I hadn't put a wish in them. I was just wearing them empty. 
And I thought, well, what can I wish for? I have a really good life. What do I want to wish for? Nothing seemed really urgent to wish for. And so I thought of this wish and that wish, but none of them were really that exciting, right? They were good. They were positive, but I wasn't feeling very excited about them. Then I listened to that amazing meditation that she offers when you have by the beads and I listened to it. It completely transformed my wish. It got into my heart space, not a material out there wish, but my real true heart wish. Like what would make me happy? What would make me even happier than I am right now? And that was life-changing. So wishes have that quality. They're playful. They're fun. They have a lightness and they have a limitlessness about them. And we can wish and wish generously and all the time and really activate that playful energy. So you always want to bring that playful energy energy to your wishes, not the pessimistic, oh, it's never going to happen. I wish kind of energy, that playful, I can wish it and it can happen for me. Now, intentions, let's talk about intentions. Intentions in the sort of definition of the word intention means that you have a course of action to follow. Intention. I have a good intention of doing that. I have an intention for doing that, right? But intentions could also be slippery. We could say, for example, I intended to do that, and I intended to do that meant means I meant to do that, I meant to do that, but you didn't do it. I intended that. That's sort of the disempowered version of intention. You know, there's a saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, right? I wanted to do the good thing, but I didn't do the good thing, and that's what's going to send you down to hell. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so the idea is, is that intentions can be disempowering if it's just, I have the desire to do it, but I don't do the thing, right? The empowered place for intentions is that there is a plan behind your intention, that there is a plan and action that is going to lead you to your intention. Now, intentions, when we use them in that way, have an energy that the outcome is destined to happen, right? I have an intention that I'm going to do this thing. And it means we have a plan for it. We're going to take action. We're going to do the footwork and we're going to get there. That's the best part, the empowered part of intentioning. So spells, what about spells? Well, what's the difference between wishing and intentions and spells? Spells by definition are spoken or written words that are meant to shape reality to your will right? So you have, an, you have an idea of what you want. You have an intention of what you want, and you use your spell to shape reality to your will. Spells can be done with words or without words. So even though the definition of spells is that there are words involved, we can do spells through action. We can do spells through just purely thinking, but a spell involves this idea that we're bringing in support of some kind when we're doing the work to get to the goal. So intentions don't necessarily have support with them. We're just intending something. Wishing doesn't necessarily have support, although we often use things to wish, like a coin in the fountain or the star or the candle on the birthday cake. But they don't, wishes don't require those things. But spells usually have something supporting the outcome. We bring in these friends, these allies to support that. Manifestation. Manifestation 
in its sort of traditional meaning and its dictionary meaning, a manifestation are, manifestations are the result of your spouse. We could say, that's my manifestation over there. I manifested that, right? Manifesting, the verb, means to bring something into reality. We think of manifesting as more like making something or creating something. And usually manifestation involves making something out in the spiritual realm. Intention can have this quality of like, I'm going to do the thing to get there. You know, I'm going to bring in my magic, but I'm going to do the thing. But manifestation usually implies that there's something out there that's going to help you. Spirit is going to help you, or your deities are going to help you, or the universe is going to help you get to your goal. And it's out there, and you're just focused on the outcome, and the manifesting will happen. That's how we think of it when we're thinking of magical goals and magical work. Now, petitions are a little bit different. Petitions mean we are asking for something. Literally, that's what a petition means. I am petitioning for something. I'm asking for something. When you petition the court, you are asking the court for something. So a petition means you're asking for something. Usually we are petitioning a deity or a spirit or the universe or something for help with a situation. We use, you know, in this traditional sense, you would petition a saint or petition a deity for a certain outcome and they would be there to help you. So it's more like spirits helping you as opposed to tools helping you. But we can expand that vision of what petitions mean. It doesn't have to be associated with deity or spirit. It can be just asking the universe for assistance in getting some outcome. So that's what a petition is. So in a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can choose between these and what different kinds of magical intentions these are good for, magical work modalities, I guess you would say, that these are good for. But even after this episode is over, you might still have questions about working with wishes, intentions, and the like in your practice. So I want to tell you about a way that you can meet with me for free and ask me your questions about manifesting intentions, spells, law of attraction, spirituality, witchcraft, Slavic folk magic, spirits, divination, and more. Join me on Sundays for a live podcast recording and for the extra bonus content, a live Q&A after the podcast. It's totally free to join. All you have to do is be a member of the Spell Squad. And to do that, all you have to do is sign up at spellsquad.com. It takes place every Sunday, except for the first Sunday of the month when I hold a workshop. And it takes place at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. If you want to see or listen to past episodes, you can do that by checking out my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash or you can listen to the podcast by going to magicandthelawofattraction.com or finding it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. So go ahead over to spellsquad.com and sign up today so you can join the Spell Squad. You'll get a ton of free goodies and you can join me with a cup of tea and download some deep spiritual knowledge and ask me all your wild, magical questions. It's always fun in our clubhouse and I would love to see you there. So let's go back to wishing and intention. So how do we know which to choose? First thing before we get started with all of those and how to choose it, we have to talk about that sweet spot for magical results. When we want to create something or manifest something or make something or move something or transform something, there's a sweet spot for doing this. It involves kind of several moving parts. One of those is having a clear vision or a clear thought about what your magical goal is. 
So if you have clarity about your magical goal, that is going to support your magical goal. If you're unsure, you don't know, you're not really, you're kind of in and kind of out, those kind of wishy-washy things mm, don't really support any great big movement. doesn't mean that movement cannot happen, but the clearer you are about your magical goal, no matter how fantastical it is, the more likely you are to manifest and create and make and change and transform, right? So clear thought is the beginning. Second thing is having aligned emotions. This is a huge one. If your emotions are conflicting with your focused thought, it's pretty, it's like things being in conflict cancel each other out. So for example, you could have the clear thought of, I'm going to invite a beautiful relationship into my life this year, right? But if your heart is feeling like, I don't know if I'm ready, do I really want one? Uh, I'm still hurting about the past one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're not, they both need to be on the same page. You can't have those two in conflict. You need to be really clear and your emotions need to be really positive and supportive. So make sure your heart is in it as well as your head. Third thing you need is focus. You need to be focused on that outcome. You need to be focused on where you're headed. So you can't have like a thought over here and a thought over there and a thought over there going all over the place. You meaning if I have, I want this person to be my partner, but I also want this person to be my partner. And then want this person to be my partner, partner. Well, that's fine. Except that if you want three partners, that's great. But if you want one partner, you need to focus on one, right? I want three jobs. Well, you don't want three jobs because then you'll be working all the time. Three full-time jobs? No, but you want one job. So you focus on one job, right? It could be the job or it could be the best job, whatever you, however you want to you know, you say it or what terminology you want to use, but focus is important. Really being focused, really being in clear about your intention and having the emotions match. That's the trifecta. Your intention or your spell or your wish needs to be positive. It needs to be in the positive. You know, you, you when you say, I don't want something, it leaves a lot of room for other things to happen, right? If I say, I don't want a sweater, it doesn't tell me what I do want, right? Do I want a jacket? Do I want to be naked? Do I want a t-shirt? What What is I don't want a sweater mean? You need to say, I want a jacket. I want a new jacket, right? I want a new fun fur day glow 80s jacket. That's what I want. If you're more specific, it can be, it's kind of better in some ways. It can be really specific about what you want and then manifest it. It blows your mind when that happens. So focused, positive, heart is aligned, head is aligned. This is a kind of interesting one, a little bit detached. That also helps with manifesting and creating and making and transforming. You're like, you put the spell out there and then you let it do its thing. I sort of liken it to putting a cake in the oven, right? If you're experienced cook, baker, you put a cake in the oven, right? And you leave it there for 20 or 30 minutes or whatever the recipe says, or if you're a real baker, you know, right? How long to leave it in there. So you leave it in there and you let it do its thing. You don't open the oven door 20 times looking at the cake. You open it up at 30 minutes to see if it's done. And if it's not done, you put it in for another three minutes or another five minutes, right? So the same thing with your magic. Do your magic and then let your magic do its thing. Whether it's a petition, a wish, a an intention, whatever it is, just let it go out there and do its thing on its own. That is 
a it's a real skill to learn to detach because sometimes we can get very emotional, emotional, not emotional, emotional about our wishes. And we want to have that thing that we want. But if we can be a little detached about it, it will manifest so much faster. Bringing a sense of play into your magic is an amazing thing to do. Let your wishes, your intentions, your spells be a little bit playful. Yes, we can have serious wishes. Yes, we can have serious intentions. But we also want to bring a sense of play with our magic. Oh, I'm doing this and it kind of feels fun when I'm doing this. I'm doing a candle spell and it feels fun. That's what our candle spell workshops are all about, having fun with our magic. If you know me, I'm all about having fun with magic. So this is a way to also bring that lighter energy, that a little more detached energy, honestly, when we're playful. We kind of just like, I'm doing this for fun, right? And we have a detachment about it. And it often works very well in our favor when we're doing our magical intentions and we get greater results from that. Last ingredient you want to add to your magical work is the feeling of anticipation and expectation, right? Anticipation or expectation. So I use the analogy here when you're a little kid and someone tells you your birthday's coming, your birthday's coming in a week. You're going to, we're going to have a birthday party. You're going to get lots of presents. You're going to eat cake. We're going to have friends over. We're going to have party games you can get very excited. Now, you might not understand how long a week is, but you know your party is coming. You don't need to know how many days. You don't need to know when it's coming. You can just be excited and feeling that beautiful sense of anticipation that my thing is coming. If you can create that anticipation and that expectation around your magical goal, chef's kiss, you have really hit the sweet spot. You, If you feel like it's coming, even when there is no visible evidence of it coming, if you can feel that anticipation, if you can feel that excitement, if you can feel like, oh, my birthday party's coming soon, that is your sweet spot for manifesting. That is your sweet spot for creating and magically reaching your goals. So all of those things are things that you wanna bring in. The more of these you can bring in, the faster you'll see your magical results. Even one of them is good, but if you can bring all of them in, you're really doing it right. So knowing that, let's talk about these different modalities and what they bring. So wishing at its very best feels playful, light, and fun. Wishing also kind of has a bit of detachment because it's playful. You know, it can kind of feel a little detached, which can feel really good. Oh, like I I wished for something, right? It feels like, oh, I just did it. It just, it's fun. So I like to use wishes for magic when you can invoke that playfully detached outlook. I'm going to give you an example of a wish I made today. So my boyfriend and I were talking about New Yorker magazine, and we were talking about the articles and the writers, and we had just seen um, the French French Dispatch a month or so ago, and we were talking about, you know, it's based on the New Yorker and all that, right? So we were talking about the New Yorker, and I said, you know, I wish I could write an article about magic for the New Yorker. It was like the perfect wish, right? Because it's something that is not make it or break it. It's not something that's life-changing, defining my life. If I don't get it, it's not the end of the world. But it's a, and it's a far-reaching thing, right? Oh, I'd love to write an article for the New Yorker about magic, right? 
But if it doesn't happen, that's all right. It's playful. It's fun. I'm putting it out there. And I can even get to that expectation like, yeah, it's going to happen. I feel it. It's coming. It, I'm going to write a, you know, I'm going to do it. If you can get to that place with it, you can make it happen. So that's when you're really getting into that sweet spot. And playful, distant, n- not a make or break thing is the perfect place for wishing. You don't have to know all the details of how you're going to get there. I don't have to hunt down who the editors are at the New Yorker or find out how I submit an article or do all that. I just put it out there. Yeah, it's daydreamy. It's fun. It's happy. It's it's a meandering kind of, you know, intention or wish or, you know, putting it out there. It's it's like whatever, right? And it's way out there, right? I don't really have plans for it, but it's like, yeah, it could happen. I love it. Let's let's put it out there so that it can happen. And that's the way you want to treat your wishes. Like, let's put it out there so it can happen. And then I detach from it and move on with my life. Now, intentions can be a bit more serious. Intentions are can be goal-oriented. And intentions are really good for things that you might have a plan for. You can use it for things that don't have plans, but it's really good for things that you do have plans for. Intentions in life are usually things that you're already working toward or you have steps for in mind that you really are already moving in that direction or you have a plan for moving in that direction. So think about like the phrasing and the nuance of those words. I intend to have a business. I intend to have a business has a quality of like, yeah, I've got a plan or I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to create this. I have an intention versus I wish I had a business. I wish I had a business could be like, oh, it could happen or not happen. So we, when we intend something, we have a little more seriousness about it. We have a little more of a plan. When we wish, it's like, oh, it could happen or not happen. And either way, we'd be fine. In magic, intentions are strong, positive statements. So when we are talking about magical intentions, we're talking about a particular kind of phrasing. Usually they're stated in the, po- in the present tense even if they're not yet in our presence. So let's say you didn't have a business, but you weren't doing an intention, a magical intention for a business, then you would say something like, I have a successful business, even though it wasn't in front of you, even though it wasn't there, but you had a plan for it and you really wanted it and you were serious about it, then saying, I have a successful business is a way of intentioning. Intentions bring along a feeling that the thing is going to happen no matter what. You'll, have, you'll do the thing, you'll take the steps, you'll take the action, you'll put yourself out there, you'll do whatever it takes to get to that goal. So I like to use intentions when I have a strong, focused, incisive plan for a very particular outcome. Now, spells are wishes or intentions with extra support. So the extra support can show up in magical words or magical tools. We bring in our spiritual allies for spells. Now we can do a spell without spiritual allies, but really we think about spells, we think of bringing in spiritual allies. Spiritual allies could be things like herbs, oils, powders, crystals, crystals, right? Unicorn candles, (laughs) candles, special words. All of these things are examples of, of spiritual allies that we bring to support us in our work. Now, I like to use spells And really, I can use spells for anything, but I particularly like to use spells when I feel like I need some extra support. Like maybe I'm feeling a little wobbly about my goal, or I'm feeling a little ambivalent, or I'm feeling like, 
mm, I need some help or I want to have some support in this because I feel like my intention is not enough or my wish is not enough and I need a little bit more. So I bring those things in and I add them to my spell and there you go. Voila, you've got your spiritual allies with you supporting your spell going forward. Now, manifesting, manifesting usually goes hand in hand with wishes or intentions or spells. Manifesting implies though a certain, there's a certain quality to it. It implies that you're trusting in the universe providing for you. So for example, if you say, I am manifesting a windfall of a thousand dollars, you are believing that it is happening out there and it's going to come to you in that physical form of a thousand dollars. Manifesting implies that you have trust in the benevolent universe or your deities or your spirits, whoever, you know, is helping you out there manifest. So I like to use manifesting when things are kind of out of my hands. I don't have control and I don't know what the solution is or I don't know how it's going to come to me, but I trust that there is a perfect solution and that it's going to become reality. So it's like having that trust, having that trust that something's happening in the spirit realm and it's going to come into the physical material realm. Lastly, petitioning. Petitioning usually involves a deity or a spirit, but the universe can be petitioned or no one can be petitioned. You can do a petition without addressing anyone. Petitions can be spoken or written, and usually you're asking for help with your wish or intention. So a petition could be like, bring peace and harmony to my home. You could just say, bring peace and harmony to my home, or you could be addressing your deity or your spirits or your angels or whoever out there to bring that peace and harmony to your home to ask for that assistance. Now, all of this being said, you don't have to get too fussy about this terminology. You can wish for something serious or you can intend something playful. But if you're wondering where to go with your magic, these definitions can help set you going in the right direction. And that's why I love these ideas that you really think about the language and you think about the words and you think about these very subtle differences between these different modalities for making magic. Well, that's it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you would like to get even more info about magic and spells, then check out the Learn page over at Parlor of Wonders, where you'll find a ton of free resources, including workshops, my blog, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say a huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. You guys are amazing. And I want to thank those fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you can leave those reviews. Those reviews really help get out the word to the wider world about the podcast. And I appreciate you taking the time to do that. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. And thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing. And I want to say thank you to you for joining me, whether you're joining me live or you're listening to the podcast. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be answering the question, do you need a book of shadows? Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. To Madame Pamita show.